On episode 148, I spoke with Jennifer Miller, PhD, about her work at Bioethics International and as the creator of the Good Pharma Scorecard. Definitely listen to that episode to get the background on the Good Pharma Scorecard, which ranks pharma companies by their trustworthiness across a range of criteria. On episode 148, we also discuss, Jennifer and I, why this matters. Why does pharma's trustworthiness matter to patients, providers, and payers, and anyone else interested in improving patient outcomes? Today, Jennifer is back, and she's going to report on the Good Pharma Scorecard's 2017 results, which are fresh off the press from December 5th. Before Jennifer takes over, however, let me just work in here seamlessly that my name is Stacey Richter, and this podcast is sponsored by Aventria Health Group. Great. Thank you, Stacey, for having me. It's great to be back on your, your show. As Stacey mentioned, we did just publish the new Good Pharma Scorecard rankings. This year's rankings focus on companies' clinical trial transparency, meaning do companies tell you all of the safety and efficacy information for their new drugs approved by the FDA in 2015? So that's what we evaluated. And what we found this year, we ranked 11 companies. That's the 20 largest companies by market cap with a drug approved by the FDA in 2015. What we found is two companies scored for tied for first place, Johnson & Johnson and Sanofi. They both were 100% transparent in this year's Good Pharma Scorecard. And Sanofi, by the way, is also the most improved company since our last ranking in 2015. AstraZeneca, Merck, Celgene, AbbVie, Sanofi, and J&J all scored above the industry mean. The last scoring company was Valiant, which was rather interesting for us. So we don't just rank companies on their clinical trial transparency. We actually rank the new drugs that the FDA approves every year. And here's what we found. The overall takeaway is it's good news. The pharmaceutical industry's clinical trial transparency is significantly improving. So let me go through two stats that show that. Last year, when we looked at drugs uh, approved by the FDA in 2012, we found that half of all of the drugs we looked at had an undisclosed phase two or three trial. And we evaluated at 13 months post-FDA approval, which is a rather generous metric. And this year, that went down to only a third. So in other words, almost 70% of drugs have all of their phase two and three trials in the public domain by 13 months post-FDA approval of the drug. So jumping from 50% to 70% is a huge accomplishment for the industry. So we're really um, applauding them. Of course, there's still room for improvement. The other area where the industry really improved is on their patient trials. So when companies conduct clinical trials for their drugs, they, they generally have phase one, phase two, phase three, and sometimes later they do phase four trials. Just looking at trials in patients, which are generally phase two and three trials, uh, we found this year that 96% of all trials conducted in patients were publicly available 13 months post-FDA approval of the drug. This was up from 87% in 2015. So again, a, a significant jump there. The only area that we didn't see a significant improvement is on the all trials metric. So I just talked about what disclosures look like for trials in patients. You know, companies don't just test drugs in patients. They also test drugs in healthy volunteers first before they test in patients. And there we don't see an increase in disclosure yet. The numbers are pretty much the same. This year we found about 
in the high 60% of like 67, 68% of all trials. So those are trials that include healthy volunteers are publicly available. And it was not much different last ranking in 2015. It was 65%. So overall improvements on trials and patients, still room for improvement in the all trials metric and in general, great progress for the industry. And we're really, really happy to see that. 